This episode of Cross Cultures is brought to you by The Light Within. The Light Within, a collection of gentle reminders and affirmations, is an insightful and motivating place that will aid you in embracing who you are, letting go of bad habits, and developing a more positive outlook on life. Divided into five sections, each page delivers a unique message to uplift, encourage, guide, and affirm you. If you desire to achieve more sustainable happiness, peace of mind, and a better sense of self-worth, this is the book for you. The Light Within by Efua Ousu. Available on Amazon.com. Making a change today, the liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a role that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you and only you. Yeah, I got one virtual, got one in that dance, the only two, man. How many times have I shown and proved, man? How many nights I've been woke, swerving the potholes, not trying to fuck up the wheels on the road, okay? Funny how life goes, he thought he was sick, now we wiping his nose, okay? Soon as you give him your soul, you blow up and they say you're selling your soul, okay? They want my life exposed, they want to know about the highs and lows. Well, summer all I did was rest, okay? okay. And New Year's all I did was stretch, okay? okay. And Valentine's Day I had sex, okay? Okay. Okay, yeah, that's the new drink. What's the name of that song? What's next? Mm. You know, you know what's next? What's next? My man gonna drop his album soon, Certified Lover Boy. Oh, really? I can't wait because I just—it's just like when did he when did he drop his last album? Like last album, album was Scorpion, and that was in two thousand and eighteen. Okay, two thousand eighteen, twenty nineteen. Maybe 2019. I thought you have it memorized. No, I think it's 2018. You're right. It's 2018. So I'm right. It's 2018. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Hello, 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 guys. How you guys doing today? This is Damio. And I am Erica Mona. And this is Cross Culture. And guess what, guys? What? We're two years old. <gasps> We're two years <gasps> old. <laughs> Come on, terrible twos. We, I mean, wonderful twos. Talk about terrible twos. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. We are terrible. You, you see that? Saying, you got to be saying terrible. We are two years old. Now, this is a big accomplishment. It. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm fucking up. Well, you play Come on now. anniversary. Come so. on. Yeah, you know. It's our anniversary. Come on, Erica. Ooh. Anniversary. Ooh. All right. It's been a great two years. Cross culture. We started in my mama's basement. Tomorrow you'll come and girl, I can't wait. It's our anniversary. Anniversary. Talk to the people about these two years. How these two years been for you? Wow, it's by God's grace. Because hmm. this started off as just an idea, something we just talk about in our, in our car. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, oh, we should do this, we should do that. And before you know it, we ordered the equipment. <laughs> before you know it, we had our first meeting. We did. Before you know it, we dropped our very first episode on March 11th. Yeah. 
International Women's Day, actually, too. What are they? Can you imagine, like, even the mar- the month of March, the fact that we dropped in the mar- month of March, yes. man, it's so significant. Yeah, because you know, last year we didn't even really celebrate. Cause, you know, because guess what? Life changing things happen in March. Yeah. Come on, it was one year of COVID, two years of right. cross culture. Okay, come on, God is good. What it's, about you? How has it been this two years? How has it been for you? You know, okay, let me stop playing for real. These two years have been amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely been a journey. It has been great to reach the people. Mm-hmm. It's been great to talk to people. It's been great to talk to you. Mm. And I look forward to talking about more shit. Just growth. Just, you know, I know you hear the growth. You see the growth. You see the glow. And we continue to give that to you. Okay. There's no other podcast like us. Who else giving you sultry sounds? Sexy. Cross-culture. Diversity. All the way through. Melanin. If Blackness, y'all only knew queens. how deep this brand goes. Okay. Cross culture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's beautiful. Okay, let's get into the episode. And Dami, how do we like to start? We like to start with the hot topics. Hot topics. Let's get it together. So, you guys, let's start with some positivity, some b- black excellence. And it is Women's History Month. Some it women is, excellence. It is. It is our beautiful, beautiful Queen Michelle Obama. And she's, she is to be inducted into the National Woman Hall of Fame. Um, she is one of the, I think it's nine people that are actually going to be inducted oh, into wow. the Hall of Fame for this year. Let me pull up the info real quick. Um, she, along with um, NASA's first African-American female engineer, Katherine Johnson, mm-hmm. and Pepsi's um, first female CEO, Indra Nui, would also be inducted. Oh, beautiful. And, you know, Michelle Obama is just a wonderful woman. You know, like, I feel like she's one of the first ladies that was really impactful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. During her time as a first lady mm-hmm. and also post her time as a first lady, mm-hmm. the main thing that she's done. Whether it's, you know, her campaign and move, uh, move foundations with children and stuff, education, um, and just just still being active in the community, still hearing her voice, even down regarding to COVID as well. Yeah. You know? Like, how many first ladies do you know is as, it's never just that, oh, she's popular or famous because she's black, but but she is doing the work. She She's the most educated first lady, and it Facts. shows in um, in how she walks, how she talks, how she moves, how she executes everything she does. Um, you know, Michelle Obama is the epitome of women's history and black history intertwined. So. Yeah. Yep, um, she launched, um, let me see, one thing that she did. She did start the Ending Childhood Obesity yeah. initiative, mm-hmm. which is very good. Um, she has her own podcast, too, mm-hmm. the Michelle Obama podcast. She also wrote a book as well. Becoming. Yep, so she she is, she is indeed a queen, and she this is well-deserved. Shout, shout out to, to you. Well, it is Women's History Month, so we're going to keep on queening over here. Okay. Um, Let's talk about this new show, Queens. Oh, I didn't even know what I did there, but I did it. Nah. This new show, Queens, about 90s hip-hop group, all right? And it is going to be starring Eve, Brandy, and Notori Naughton. How do you say her name? Naughton? Notori Naughton? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um... Um, I'm sorry, Brandy is set to play the character of Naomi, who is known as Explicit Lyrics when she was still in the group. So the group is, um, the show is about to be about a 90s hip-hop group, fictional, not a real one, right. and they're getting back together or trying to get back together um, to see, you know, how they can 
pop in their older age. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to see it, to truth be told, because I think, one, it's Eve. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and I just finished watching Eve, too. This is oh, ironic. Really I'm like, oh, yeah, I forget how good of an actress Eve is and how, like, she can, so she can carry a show. And Naturi, you know, obviously. And you I know. loved Brandy on um, They're all Star. actresses, too. Yeah, like, like, they are all musical actresses. Like, so I'm Literally. excited. Yeah, I think it's actually quite an interesting show. Does it, do you know when they said it's going to debut? When it's going to come out? No, they haven't given us any real tea. All they said that it is a, it's going to be on ABC. It's a hip hop drama pilot okay. about a fictional 90s hip hop group. Well, I hope that, you know, it goes past the pilot and it becomes like a legit season. Because, you know, there's some shows that you just be the pilot and then it, you know, it doesn't go further <laughs> nowhere, you know? I'm just happy. I hope Lee Daniels isn't touching it. Sorry. <laughs> no, for real. Because, you know, it was like Empire Star. It's like a Along those lines, I just I did like those shows, but I I don't want that for these ladies. For this lady, I want what them, is it you don't want? It I to don't be. want that cheesy um, black soapy feel. Okay, because that's what Lee Daniel provides: black soapy okay. shows, okay. which I like soap opera shit. But I don't want that for them. Um, I, I I love Naturi in those serious dramas. She's, I, she's yeah, dope. yeah. I love Eve in those like more serious roles, uh -huh. and I think Brandy can deliver as well. So. And I wonder, like, are they going to be singing, rapping, dancing? Like, we're going to see all of those? For sure. I think we're definitely going to see, like, shit, Eve might sing a little tune for us. Okay. We never know. So. Drop some bars, rap or something. Okay, that's interesting. Well, next on the list, so, you know, it's no secret that black people have their own lingo. And oftentimes, other cultures may not cons consider some of the words or dialect as correct. Yes. So, the word finna and child, mm -hmm. among um, new other, wor other words, will be added to dictionary to reflect race and identity in the u.s what do you think about that tomfoolery <laughs> because what you're not gonna do is is insult us and say that our accents are making new words up because child is child it is right. just literally saying it with a like southern draw what about the finna part though finna no, whatever finna like fin two Okay, I guess, yes, add it to the dictionary. Because, you know, we know, you know, we can conjugate it, so you can add it. Yeah. Um, but, child, I feel like, some, I, I, I don't know. It's like, you see that they do want to be inclusive, and white people and white spaces do want to. But is it in this way? Yeah, they don't get it. That's the thing. It's like, y'all don't get the inclusivity we need. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for inclusivity from the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like when we say that our space and our and our words and our vernacular need to matter, it's not in the dictionary. It is in standardized testing where you know kids don't have the vocabulary of a nook because they don't live in places where a nook Which, is exactly, exists. Exactly. But if you say like a, a a porch or a front, you know what I'm saying or something yeah. I don't know. I can't think of a word right now that's in black vocabulary. But, like, yeah, this is not I'm, what we you know, I'm also trying to, you know, decipher between, you know, you know, what black vocabulary is and what incorrect, you know, proper English is. At, at exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, is it that we're also encouraging incorrect grammar? Yes. Because funna is... is, is And I understand the origin, you know, of the fact that you know why you think back to slavery why because english was not it's not a mother language you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and their language was you know stolen away from them mm -hmm. and they were forced to speak english you know without mm -hmm. going to school without being 
able to learn how to read. Right. So you just have to like imitate. Even like you know, we talk about when we speak Yoruba, right? Yeah. Sometimes like you know, uh, Yoruba is not as f- um, fluent. So like you try to repeat what people say, it doesn't sound the it exact doesn't same come out, way, yeah. you know, because it's like you're not speaking it regularly. It's not really natural to you anymore. So I, you know, obviously, I feel like that's how Finn and all these other words came about, right? Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like it's, I'm not against it, it but sometimes like are we encouraging bad? It's just not. It's not English. needed. Yeah, it's, it's not, not needed. needed. Not this, for the and, and and my thing is like this is not the you know these aren't the words that if you want to add black words or words yeah, that are used commonly yeah, yeah. in the African American, you know, add con- um, <laughs> add conversate. That's the word we should have added to the dictionary. Because black people will tell you conversate is a word. And it sounds like a word. And it sounds like a word. And conversate. It makes sense. Not funna and child. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's just, because it's like, okay, you add it to the dictionary. So is it going to be included in standardized testing, right? Exactly. Is it going to be included in like legit articles and books as like, you know, because like ex- a sentence? Is exactly. Be- because like the, the thing about African-American vernacular, and that's the thing, it's like, Y'all just be doing so much instead of just, like, acknowledging what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, rather than just as a country fully acknowledge that, you know, there's a whole segment of a race, an ethnicity in your country that is developing, and they have to create their own ethnicity and things that... And own language. And things. So instead of you to just acknowledge that travesty, y'all just be trying to do random stupid shit. Yeah. Like... I don't see this as like, yay, thank you. This is what we needed. Child. I, what's the definition for child going to say? What is the definition for child going to say? Is it going to say child? The, the southern drawn imitation of the word child. Like, what the hell is child going to say? And as you said, it is an accent, right? It's just, yeah, because that's all it is. It's instead of saying child, child. it's child. Like, it's so, honestly not even child. That's just how it sounds. It's child. Right, exactly. So you might as well just include other ethnicities and how they pronounce certain things. Because even as Nigerians, there's certain things that we pronounce that, yes. you know, it's not the exact same way, you know. So might as well include other stuff, too. Exactly. I think that that's where they missed the mark. It's not the... um. It's not the word. It's maybe the pronunciations. Maybe that's where they should have edited, right? Like maybe under child, maybe you could say in the subtext, um, you know... It could also A-A-V-E be pronounced, pronounced as, You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That could have been a, be a new word on its own. Like, don't do that. Don't make it seem like we just be creating words. Like, I'm just like, this is, uh-uh, no. And then now, so are we now saying, you know, this is what is going to be taught in schools and our next, you know, generation of kids coming. Exactly. They're going to be speaking this improper English. Because I'd be mad as hell if I'm grading the paper and a kid right. Child, I was going to the store. Yeah, or she called the child. Like, what the hell? You're going to be like, child, Chile. I'm be like, Chile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not like sold on that, quite frankly. I'm really not. Sorry. Mm. Try again. Try again, I beg. <sighs> well, you know. All good things must come to an end. Um, we were having a great, positive podcast until this one. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, a black middle school student was allegedly shot with BB guns, called racial slurred, and made to drink urine during a Texas sleepover. Um, so in Plano, Texas, 
Don't all the racist shit always be in Plano? That is like Plano, Texas. Um, are investigating allegations made by a black middle school student. His family says that he was a target of racism. Um, so he's a student at Haggard Middle School. And he was invited um, to a 13-year-old, Samarion Humphrey. Oh, I'm sorry. Samarion is the boy. So Samarion was invited to some other 13-year-old sleepover where they basically tortured him they forced him to drink urine from other students they were posting it on facebook they were shooting him with bb guns um and i was like listening to another report of the story um evidently this has been happening for months so he to the boy to the boy so what it was is that he was on the he's on the football team with these boys um and he had been being bullied on the team for a while and, you know, the school didn't take it seriously. When they reported it, they said, you know, boys will be boys. That's how they, they, they handled it. So the, the football team boys invited him as, like, I guess supposed to be a football team sleepover. And they kind of tortured him like this. And I heard, like, they fondled him as well. And just to think about this, are what, 13-year-old boys? To fondle somebody uh, is, like, and then, wild. You know, and then to have him drink his own urine, too, and others' urine. That's it's terrible. just like at this age, what is going through you guys' minds? And if you just think about how social media even carried it, one is the the boys' picture that is up there. His name is up yes. there. Why don't we see the pictures the of boys. the white boys? Because you know this this is a humiliate humiliating hum, humiliating humili- thing. See my okay, <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing thing, you know. And it's my picture that is up there. I'm the one that was the victim made to do this nasty things. But the people get that to hide. Did it, we don't even know their names. We don't even know their names. Because they're their minors. Mamas, their addresses, nothing. I mean, it's because they're minors. You know, this boy's not a minor. But they're choosing to be in the public because they're they're like reporting the story. Reporting the story. But, shit, uh-uh. but, it's just the, but we but we do see this in all cases though, whether yeah. it's minors or not. You know, whether yeah, no, they protect be, white kids. Like they protect white people. White kids, white adults, yeah. whatever. Like before they put their pictures, it's gonna be years to come. So it's, it's quite sad and disgusting that, you know, and it just shows that, you know, obviously this is what their parents are about. This is what I think, too. You know, shit, charity begins at home. You know, training oh, yeah. begins at home, you know. So, yeah, naturally there are bad kids on their own, whatever, but it's to a certain level, you know. This this one is too deep. It's targeted. It's racism. It's and it's company. targeted. <laughs> it's, and, and it's like... um one one thing about kids is they show symptoms. You know what I'm saying? They show they show they not developed enough to be hiding that type of trait. If exactly. you can force fond, fondle, okay, and it's more than one. It wasn't like oh, it was just one bad kid that did. Yeah, this, for you like know? a group of y'all, that's gang mob yeah. mentality. That you know, white people have mob mentality, but so they don't like, talk about y'all it. Y'all really like sat down, like this is what we're going we're going to invite him to sleep over because the young boy probably think like, okay, I'm finally being accepted. Yeah. Yeah. saying like okay now i'm part of the team now okay the little hazing thing is over you know and then y'all really sat down like this is what we're gonna do we're gonna bully i'm telling you american bullying is that's why i always say like it's i'm different. so happy that i didn't go to grandma's yeah, school here different. because yeah bullying is across the board it happens all over the world people bully each other all the time but when i learn and hear about the american bullying it's it's, it's even with kids adults it's it's to a whole nother level. It's too much. It's scary. Because for me, I'm like, how can your young minds really think to really do these things and then also put it into action? You know? Yeah. That leads to kids committing suicide. Yeah. Uh, it's too much. I would fight. Personally, if that was my child, I don't know how I'd control myself. Like, I don't, like, for me, I know those are the things where I have zero control over how I'm going to react. Like, you did what to my child? 
And we nah see this is trauma you're giving that, a young boy that he don't even need to have. Like I don't I, I I'm I'm damn near pulling up to the parents' house. We all fighting. It's a it's an issue. Like, Mind you, they record it again. Exactly. <laughs> po- like oh, gee, Lord like let Jesus. oh my god, I don't even know how I would have reacted posted as the parent. Face, posted it on Facebook. It's like, like my son, you doing this to my son? Like y'all y'all know how to abuse and bully to a level of like you know we also gonna. You know, put it put it on social media to add a a, a whole the element of level. embarrassment. Exactly, I'm not I'm not a fan of kids having social media. Actually, what age do you think a child should have Facebook? They don't. What the fuck do they need or Facebook Instagram, for? Here's like, the thing: all kids' friends are at school. If you don't see that nigga at school, what you need to see him online for? <laughs> That's how I feel. Like all your friends are at school. Yep. You know, like. At this point, all y'all doing on social media is creating controversy outside of the school. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. all that happened now. It's like, what y'all? They're not even in high school yet. They're yeah. not even in high school yet. Now, I don't know. I don't know what to say to, uh, you know, when I have kids and what social media going to look like when I have kids. I know but... then, but no, nah, I'm not. I, I know. I don't want my child on social media. Eighth grade, seventh grade for what? What are nah, you looking for? Oh, don't be that parent. They old at that point. To be on Facebook, I beg no. Not Facebook. Facebook is, isn't what what they would want to be on. But that's what this kids posted the videos on. They, they posted on live. Yeah, they terrible for that. No, a lot of kids are on Facebook. Are they? Yes. I don't be seeing kids nah, on Facebook. Maybe the kids you deal with more are more on Instagram, but a lot of kids are still on Facebook. I don't Facebook. be seeing kids on Facebook. Because, Even on like because the, we don't follow that's Facebook. Crazy. You know what I mean? But when I watch all this like weird documentaries and stuff, you know, even like when those creepy adults start talk to young kids, it be Facebook message. No, nah, you can't have a Facebook because it's like Facebook is like. Uh, so adult. you can't lie. You can't lie about your age. No, I'm saying that I wouldn't allow a Facebook. Oh, yeah. Like I, just, I would allow like maybe a TikTok. No, TikTok is still yeah. okay. But I'll still monitor it. Yeah, for sure. For TikTok sure. is still okay. I'll still monitor. But no, but kids are kids literally are on every social media. Website. I wish social media apps had a way for parents to disable DMs. Because I feel oh. like that would change. Like if, if you could just disable DMs. Then whatever, cause ain't no, you know, for the most part, ain't no pedophile gonna creep on your comment all openly. I like, actually like that. That's you know a what I'm very like, good idea. That we should be able to disable DMs for kids. We should treat that or something. Like they need to actually do that because that's where the creepy yeah, the that's where all the too. that's where all the nonsense really like. That's another layer of. Like, even think about us, because we were on Instagram and stuff before they had DMs, before DMs were a thing. Like, mm-hmm. remember when all your social media activity was social? Right. And I feel like that was a different level of social responsibility it as was. well. Like, you know, some some of this behind-the-closet shit can't even happen. No. Yeah, like, that's yeah. a very good idea, because I was reading somewhere, you know, kid he has, like, a 10-year-old son or 11-year-old I, son. Already? Uh uh-uh, now, yes now. No, but I'm he like, has, like damn, three the, kids. I know, but I didn't know the boy was ten already. No, no, no. He has an older son, maybe nine or ten, whatever. And the mom posted that his son's like receives DMs from older women, even nudes from the older yeah. women, saying, you know, like but and she's like, He's a ten year old. Why why are you sending him your nude? Like what what is that gonna do? Like you know why are you trying to mess my kid up? You know, yeah. so I, it's a very good idea. I think that's yeah, a good thing where it, it be the DMs that scare me for kids because that's how you get in people's mind. That intimacy yeah. is what messes with you. That's when you feel special. You exactly. That, like that, he he messaged it's me. It's just us. Private. It's nobody in this conversation but us. Oh Jesus nah, Christ! Boy. And then you know nowadays DMs too. I don't know if you be getting it. All those, all those sex links. bots DMs. Yeah. I'm just like, why am I? Why? I'm like, how, first of all, how do you find my page and why are you constantly sending me? I literally get it at least a few times a week. Gee, they do need to do something I about, just, I about the sex it. and the sugar daddy bots. They need to do something about those two. 
I'm just like, is this a virus for what? How do I, how am I even in your I'll audience? I'll be like, gee, I don't know nobody in this group. How y'all yeah, in this group? Give me a group of people, like 20, 30 people. Why am I included? It's yeah. like, gee, I don't know nobody. But I hope, you know, back to the original story, I definitely do hope that the boy gets oh, some healing. <laughs> we were talking about some serious shit. <laughs> I mean, she all makes sense, but I really do hope that, you know, he gets healing, he gets justice too, yeah. that they are punished, especially since it was reported, you know, like, oh, he was being yes. bullied. And, I, you know, I also noticed that in school system, they don't really take it seriously because in many cases you hear where the parents are like, you know, we did report it to the principal, we did say this and that. And I guess also when it becomes relates to black students, they tend to be like, oh, they're just kids. Oh, da, da, da. Yeah, because when, you know, back in my era, when I was experiencing my stuff, um, I, I told the principals, assistant principal, really? like, it was a, like, yes, many, many times that, like, hey, I'm being bullied by these girls. I'm being bullied. Like, I can't walk home. Like, it was, was a response? They were like, oh, you know, um, they, they just kind of pacified. They're like, you know, we'll, think, we'll, think, we'll figure it out. If I'm like, oh, I can't walk home, they're trying to, Drunk me. They would just be like, oh, sit in the office. You know, like, they would remedy whatever that little solution is. It would just be like, oh, just sit in the office for a little bit or, you know, rather than, like, handle it until I got into the fight. So you being a teacher, what would you think is, how is the, what is the appropriate response? I'm a zero to tolerance bully okay. teacher. Like, mm-hmm. I, like my, all my students know I do not play bullying. Like, yeah. I do not play making people feel inadequate. Like mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, and I take it as serious as I would take a fight. Because I, I hate the sentiment. And, you know, this kind of goes back to Real Housewives of Potomac with uh, Monique and Candace, right? And people make these sentiments about how it's words. It's not fists. But I'm like, words hurt just as much, if not more, yeah. than a fist. Because if I get into a fight, whatever little ass whooping I got... You could hear from that, will be done black by eye. the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But those emotional... Those words will stick with you. Bruises, those emotional punches will stick with you forever. They will alter your whole identity. So Damn, I don't play that. That is true. I don't not play that. So what? So in your, now looking back, right? And let's say you were the principal, and you did in a child just like you reported. Hey, I'm being bullied by kids, and I can't walk home. What do you think the principal should have done? Should they have like we bringing parents in? Okay, okay. families are getting involved, and yeah. we're making it known that we know. Yeah, I want. I want. I'm putting you on full. First of all, let me tell you, whatever little thing you're trying to do, whatever intimidation, mm-hmm. bullying, I'm gonna let you know now. I know that you're trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So when I see it, I'm gonna let you know that I don't like bullies. And if you want to know what intimidation feels like, I'll intimidate you. Okay, that's how I tell kids. I'll be like, if y'all really want to think you big and bad, let's play. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's I don't, definitely I don't, how I don't, all that boys will be boys. Exactly, mm-hmm. but kids will be kids. What's mm-hmm. that? I don't no, like no, that. no, 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 no. And because they grow up to be men like that. shooters, okay, killers, like abusive men. Ooh, okay. Let's just talk about some quick tea. Quick tea. So J Lo, Jennifer Lopez, and Alex Rodriguez end their two-year engagement. A source says that this has been a long time coming. Um, so this has been like some weeks after. I guess um, A-Rod, he was seen face frequently FaceTiming this D-list reality star, Madison LaCroix. I don't even know They bogus for calling her a D-list reality <laughs> star. <laughs> Insults. Um, and they said this started happening a few days or a few weeks after Valentine's Day. So this was, this is not something people are surprised about. But quite frankly, I'm actually really annoyed by this news <laughs> because it's just like, J-Lo, it's like how many, this is the fourth engagement. Like, 
And it's like you, okay, I think she's now in her 50s, but it's like you have this deep, serious-ass relationships that literally leads to, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Oh, a good number of times. Mm-hmm. So it's just, for me, I'm like, where is your heart at? So is it that, you know, you say yes too quick without knowing there's people? I feel so. Is it that you're just so, like, a hopeless romantic, like, oh, it's love, so I'm just going to go with it? Or is it that the love was really that deep four or five times to the level where each time you're like, I'm going to spend my life with this person, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one. I feel like J-Lo say yes to anybody to ask her. And I think that, like... Cause, cause men are like stupid in the, in the ideology of that. They really will just try to prove something. So I feel like Everybody guys, proposing. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like men that date J Lo feel like, oh, if the relationship is good enough, let's just get married. You yeah. know, because in their mind, they want to be the husband of J Lo. Mm. The same way that they have perpetuated this Lori Harvey narrative of like, if Lori coming, I'm gonna take it because it's Lori Harvey, just for the status of yeah. the name. So I think that like they be dating. Maybe a year or two, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's J Lo. Let's get married." And like, you know, I guess they're rich, so they have they don't really have you know, a like, what, and, and she old and shit too. I mean, not old, but too old for this bullshit. But no, but she been, do- but the thing is that she's been doing this for a hot minute. She was married in the nineties to some, I think one of her dancers or somebody. Mm-hmm. She did, she was engaged to P D Were they engaged or just dating? Engaged, I thought dating. they were just dating. Are you sure? That one was a deep relationship. That was. A, that I know was... when he had a scandal with the law. And she all not that. loyal. She was like, she said, I'm not about this black yeah. lifestyle. I'm not a strong black woman, okay? No, I'm not going to hold him down. Um, ben Affleck was there. The that was a serious relationship. And the one she asked her, her twin's baby daddy. Mark. Is it Mark? I don't think he mm-hmm. had. That one is there. The dancer she was dating. She did date somebody else in between Mark, Mark and... He was a young dancer. Oh, she was dating some young boy. Yeah. now uh, You know, now she dated Drake. That was cute. Oh, I think that was like a little fling. That was a fling, a but I just want to throw that in there because of Drake. Girl, but, well, because he a hoe, we know that. Uh, <laughs> okay, my the backup dancer, and then <laughs> she's I, at I said nothing. <laughs> I just, and then now, and you know, honestly, this A Rod, I was like hopeful because I'm like, okay, that's Yeah, you know, he also has kids, same age. Yeah, he's the older guy as well. You know, they both Puerto Rican, they can bond yeah, one now. No, and they're both decent looking people, so I'm like, New okay, Yorkers, yeah. yeah, you know, but it's just no. like. I don't know whose fault it is, you know, but it's just... I did hear through my celebrity gossip rumor meal that they were in um, marriage therapy and right, right. over quarantine. Like, you know, being quarantined opened a lot of eyes for them. So, I mean, okay, relationship people, hit me up because I don't know. How did quarantine really, like, reveal stuff to you about your partner? Especially somebody, I feel like somebody that you was engaged to, you should have kind of knew some shit. But, like, quarantine shouldn't have been you finding out. No, but, you know, actually, I've actually watched, you know, because I watch, um, what's it called, Black Love yeah. um, documentary and just um, other stuff. And quarantine definitely does. Yeah, for sure. See, because think about it, you're indoor with your partner all day, 24 hours, you mm-hmm. know. The moment where you would go to work or have your time, whether it's go to gym, meet with your friends, to cool off or to do you whether it is sneaking or whatever, or to just to show the different side of you, you don't have that, you know? Damn. You guys have to keep yourself entertained. You guys have to. You have to. It's like, after a while, you, you can't hide every part of yourself anymore. Like, right. if we're indoor every day, I'm seeing every single part of you. I'm seeing your disgusting habits. I'm seeing your movement. I'm seeing the things that you even do when I'm not there. Right. sometimes even when your partner's not home, you may be a little more free. You may, you know, do certain True. things differently. Little, so, little you know, habits that you try to And then it's like, hide. it's just, y'all, y'all at the home, so y'all gonna end up talking about some shit that, 
y'all probably haven't talked about in years or mm. never talked about at all. You know, so but that but that's a good question. That's a good topic right there too. Because how did quarantine change your relationship? Yeah, for some people, it changed them for the better and made them closer. And yeah, some people, it was the opposite. So I, I am curious, like relationship, um, cars cultured fans, like what. Well, how did how did that change your relationship? Yeah. Like, what was quarantine and how did that affect you? I mean, I feel bad for her a little bit too. You know, like, mm. cause it, I mean, cause it, it can't feel like, well, damn, is it that I would never is find? It me? Yeah, is it me? Is it that I'll never find the, the true love of my life? Would mm-hmm. I end up being alone? Was this how I'm gonna keep on going? You know, with different men, different men, mm. different men, different men. So, I do be thinking about that, right? Like, there are is there like a segment of women who um. They're serial daters for the rest of their life, right? Mm. Like, you know, because I think the goal in life um, is, like, to have companionship. Yeah. But nobody guaranteed that co- that companionship comes in a husband forever. You yeah. know, like, there are, like, um, Erica Badu. I look at her mm-hmm. in that light, too, right? Like, Erica Badu is a woman that has very deep, intimate relationships with the men that she's with when she's with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just seems like, she was fulfilled. Like it wasn't no bad breakup or, you know, it wasn't no, it wasn't like she's picking up trauma in each mm-hmm. thing. Cause I think we assume that too. Like when relationships end, like, damn, she must be picking up mad trauma from all these dudes. Yeah. And it really could just be like, no, we just kind of broke up. Like, yeah, whatever. And like, is that like also a path? Yeah. You know, for, for some people that my whole love life is like a, 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 vi- a series of vignettes. Of love. Yeah. And, you know, companionship doesn't always have to lead to marriage. You know, some yeah. people are okay with not being married. But as you said, you know, I do believe that we are created to have companions. We're yeah. not created to be alone. Yeah. You know? So it is like, you know, is it that you have your companion, that you guys are life partners, you know, the new term people use now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys just go, like how Will Smith and Jada, like, okay, you know what? Well, they're like, married. We, they, yeah, they're, yeah, they are married. But it's just like, you know, we're life partners. We're never going to leave each other, yeah. whatever. Or is it going to be okay, for a good three years, I'm dating this person. Mm-hmm. The next five years, a different person. The next three years, a different mm-hmm. person. I think that's also heavy, too. To just- it may not be. <sighs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, like, like when I hear Erica Badu talk about her relationships with her children's fathers. Mm-hmm. She- but that was also a minute ago, no? I mean, she has different, she be with different men. You know what I'm saying? Like, she be with them, period of time, break but she up. got, what, two, three kids? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, she had different relationships with all of them. Yeah. And, in a, you know, maybe some people might have judged that as, like, a quick time span, right? right? To be that deep with them. And the way that she describes it is, like, it was kind of like mini marriages. Like, all of them. Not right. Nothing bad. She's like, nothing bad. Like, you know, not a thing, but, like, it was its own marriage. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. But I'm also thinking, like, okay, she's younger. She was younger when that happened. So I'm also thinking, as a woman, the older you get, too... You even have the energy, the emotional. She like, don't look good. She got the energy clearly, emotionally too. I just, I don't know. I think it's what Ooh. we we and we have been taught and internalized mm-hmm. of love stories. You know that yeah. women don't want to be alone, and we kind of, and even kind of like maybe what we want for ourselves. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. You want that one person, but I do think that like. I mean, Whoopi, she said she don't want nobody in her house. She fine with not being married. So there okay. are definitely women. Like Oprah and, and Stedman. Stedman yeah. live in a guest house, but you know. But in a way, that's a life partnership. That's a life though. partnership. You know what I'm yeah. like, You know he's there. So that mm-hmm. one is still a little bit different. But Oprah, literally, I'm not Oprah. Whoopi. Whoopi literally said she doesn't want anybody in her house. And, you know, I have talked to some women. Um, I think it was um, some former co-worker of mine. And she was like, she knows some women that they're like, I literally don't want to be, you know, they've had a lot of dealings with men in the mm-hmm. past. And they're like, I'm fine. I have my kids. I have my cat, my dog. I'm fine with being alone. And I think J-Lo, on some real stuff, what I think J-Lo's thing is that I think that J-Lo hasn't admitted to herself that she doesn't want to be a wife. 
That's you know Be, that's a good point. You know I mean? Maybe I, she doesn't. And I think in an attempt not to end the relationship at the proposal, she just kind of says yes. But I don't think she ever really wants to be a wife. A wife. Because I've um I worked with a woman, she was my co-teacher last year, and she was older, and she was telling me how she's been with her dude for like 20 years. Okay. Maybe like 15, 20 years. But he still has his own place. She still has her own mm-hmm. place. The kids know him. Even the grandchildren call him grandfather. Mm-hmm. But she was telling me how like, I was like, oh, well, then at that point, why'd y'all never get married? You know? She was like, because I cannot actually see myself being somebody's wife. Okay. Like, I can have, you know, whatever, but it's like to become a wife traditional- is a different thing you know and i and i i don't think i want to be a wife i mean that makes sense because you know marriage is is also a business deal you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying it, you know just even the traditional aspects of marriage you know everything is intertwined you have to cater to each other in every aspect being the same house whatever not everyone wants to deal with that you know some I people don't. just literally want companionship like hey you know we have our thursday date nights mm-hmm. you know our saturday pizza nights we have our family we go a family vacation yep. blah 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 and that's it and that's okay with me yep. i mean hey twitch is on okay hey which is on what's next on the list so you guys um it's so crazy you know i was just telling someone how it feels like Half of 2021 is reliving 2020 because mm. especially in this month, it's like, oh, all of this shit that we had to deal with in 2020 is re-arising. And one of those things that took over 2020 was the George Floyd case. Um, so right now they are actually about to begin those trials. Um, an update that has happened is the judge did reinstate the charge of third degree third-degree murder against Derek Chauvin. So if we remember, um, he was originally dismissed of those charges, right? They mm-hmm. had He was facing second-degree unintentional murder and second-degree manslaughter. But they have now added that third-degree murder. So I do hope that um, they like it, it goes all the way and he gets that murder charge. And um, I think this would be a great showing of what our new administration is taking seriously i hope that it is like part of an initiative right that like you guys we had this big ass black lives matters uh moment and you know our current administration kind of ran on the backs of diversity inclusion and you know advocacy for those rights so this i feel like would be like a monumental stamp on we hear you talk about police brutality and we will hold police accountable okay moving forward like yeah. this needs to be that and um we need to couple that with reopening the brianna taylor case um because it was shady from the get-go and i think especially with a black woman in office we do need to set the precedent that black women's lives black women's issues and black women's problems are just as important as black men and just doing shit for black men does not represent what we need as black women exactly yeah yeah, period. That's it. <laughs> no, for real. No need to even add any extra to that. Definitely. Oof. It could help us all. Um. So I think before we even go to this, you know, this has been everywhere in the media. We all know about it. You know, we're talking about Prince Harry. That's And, Harry. you know, Meghan and just the interview they had with Oprah and just talking about... It's pretty heavy, you know. This mm-hmm. is every social media. So I want us to go to our Ludo of the Week first before we actually, you know, go deep into that interview. An Lodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Olodo Rabata, woo! Goof ass. 
All right, so the low dough is Pierce Morgan, okay? Pierce Morgan is someone who's not, he's not just known in the UK because I feel like he had a moment here in the US mm-hmm. as well. Wasn't it some show? Yeah. Like I, he was a judge. I, I was he like, on American Idol or something? I have No, he wasn't on American Idol. That's he was, Oh, was it? I know, no, I know the difference oh. between them, but he was a judge in one of those shows. Whether was it X Factor? Maybe it was X Factor. I think it was X Factor. Um, but anyway... Pierce Morgan, um, so he's always had this thing against Megan for some reason. I, I know the reason. What's, you don't what? know the reason? They went on a date. You ain't hear the tea? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay. So, you know, basically, he's all over the week because ever since she became, you know, she she, she got into the royal family, she married um, Prince Harry, he's always had something negative to say about her. Whether it's from her looks, whether it's from what she says, he agrees with, and we all know how the UK um, tabloids are. They're yes. quite negative. Mm-hmm. They're quite racist, openly racist, they're demeaning. And he agrees with everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he blames her for this interview. You know, he sees it as that she is putting down the queen, disrespecting the queen and the royal family. And actually, you know, he left Good Morning Britain after storming off and set over his attack on Meghan Markle. Um, so I guess they said that, you know, she has actually um, filed a complaint to ITV Period. Um, regarding him and stuff and how his words affects the issue of mental health and what it might do to others contemplating suicide. And he is quite harsh. So what? Tell me the tea. What's the tea with them dating? So here's the funny thing. So evidently they went out once for like drinks or something. Maybe she might have not even called it a date, but you know, I think he took it as a date. And he says that she got a little drunk, so he put her in a taxi cab, and um, she went to another party though from there. And the party she went to is where she met Prince Harry, ah! and and she never spoke to him again after so that. So she big, he big. So he, he big bitter. Like, I mean, of course, look at him. Look at Prince Harry, please. That's why he pinned him when the guy said what he said on the news thing. He said, it's quite enough. You know, like, she stopped talking to you. Um, Let's let's play that that clip because it's it's becoming too much. It is becoming too much. It's like, it's like, your old age because you're very old, too. Your old age and you constantly, you're constantly, constantly saying stuff. It's it's too much. It's like, please, just leave leave her alone. Leave her alone. Let her live. But we're going to play the clip of what the guy told him to do. You and I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program, a number of times. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one, and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Oh, uh, Sorry. So, do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash him, maybe, not my no, own. No, 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 no. See you later. I'm, I'm, and that's where he storms off. And obviously, it, it is a personal attack. It's so personal. The way he attacks her, it's, it's so personal. You can tell, like, something is pinning you. Bro, I said, she, she's she entitled cut to cut you off. Like, it's OK. Like, it's OK to be rejected, right? No, nah, I've been there. What being cut off? No, no, no. I've been the Megan. I've been, <laughs> I've been the one where it's like, dang, now nah, you just, you just, why are you so obsessed with me? Exactly. Just leave me alone. Exactly. But right. So now let's just get into the the main interview. Did you watch the interview? Yes, I watched that interview with um Oprah and Harry. Okay. And Megan Markle. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, go ahead. Like, let's let's get into it. All right, you guys. So basically, um, let's give you a little backstory before we get into this actual interview. So, in case you don't know, maybe you might not be that culture. That's why we're cross culture because we're gonna tell you about the Prince Harry. So Prince Harry, um, son of Princess Diana, and you know. Prince Charles, um, married Meghan Markle in April of 2016. Beautiful, mm-hmm. amazing wedding. But when they got married, you know, the British press um, made a lot of fuss about Meghan and the fact that Meghan is an American. And, you know, more importantly, Meghan is half black. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found their subtle jabs to kind of highlight that. Fast forward, we hear that uh, Meghan and Harry take a step back from their royal duties. Fast forward a little bit more, they outright denounce their titles and thrones and move to L.A. Mm -hmm. Fast forward after that, we are finally hearing the story of what really happened. So they sat down with Oprah in L.A., um, because, you know, that's where all rich people live. And they kind of talked to us about what was really going on behind closed doors. A lot of those headlines that we heard and all of those narratives that were put on Megan um were really things that were created by the tabloids they let us know um that even up to the point of the what's the what's the baby name Archie Mm -hmm. being questioned about his skin complexion and how dark or light he was going to be coming coming out let's break that down that first of all that is actually really crazy you know that that was so much of a heavy issue a heavy concern Mm -hmm. And it's like, first of all, Megan, she's half black. She's half black. She, she's she's fair as hell. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She's not even those like you know, uh, mixed kids that 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 that's like they look more black. Right. You know what I mean? Or like they have a darker skin tone or a kinkier hair texture. You know. So and then, her Harry is white as hell, ginger. Yeah. So it's just like so y'all were like they were so concerned like this child may have a little drop of melanin and we don't mm-hmm. want that at all mm-hmm. and that's gonna be so much of an issue and I think they did say that it wasn't actually the queen that wasn't concerned no, about no, that no 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 so yes I do want to clarify for those of you who might, may have not watched um, the interview they did make it um, very apparent that the queen was not and is not uh, part of the racial attack yeah. in fact they said the queen was lovely and kind of like she kept them she up had, she said she really likes being in the company of the queen yeah. that queen was you know give give her a gift yeah like stuff, she's a, she a grandma like they were right. like yeah she's really just like their grandma and i think that's what i also didn't know about the royal family because it's not just the queen right yes it's other members of the family the institution the institution that's what they use right <laughs> you know the other members of the family you know just the other workers whatever you want to call them like it's it's larger than the queen and i think about the queen she is old too it's now him. you know so not to say she doesn't have any power but i feel like she's definitely at that stage where it's like I don't want to say she's being controlled per se. I don't. I think she's more of the face of the monarchy, and At she, this she point, probably says yes so and no. But exactly. But it's just like who's really running the stuff from underground up? It's like the institution. And then, quite frankly, um, UK does have a government. They have British Parliament, so mm-hmm. it's like it's like I think that also there is a huge misconception that the. The, the monarchy, like, controls, like, what happens. Like, you know how we see in movies, like, yeah. off with your head and this thing. Oh, and, no, not anymore. Yeah, exactly. Not, so not uh, anymore. Just, like, putting that out there for people. Like, it's not like a King Louis the Fourteenth dynasty. Yeah. yeah. I know y'all watching The Crown yeah. and it's got you hyped, but. But it's through an entity on its own, For too. sure, for sure. You know I just want to clarify for listeners. And, and it's just like, oh, and I'm like, dude, who are the members of the family? You know what I mean? And then, she also, you know, another thing the tabloids was that right before the wedding, that said Megan made um, Catherine cry. Yes. And she was like, actually, it was the opposite. 
like Catherine made me cry. I'd be mm-hmm. kids, whatever they call her, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like, and you know, you could tell in the interview, Megan was so graceful mm-hmm. throughout it all. Like you could tell she didn't necessarily want to put anyone on blast as well, because mm-hmm. she was like, you know, I've forgiven her, so I'm not going to go into details as to what exactly happened. But was quite up. I'm like, girl, you better tell the tea, like, because you know, I feel like. Just with how the tabloids and everything, how it went down, I've not heard or seen any anywhere where Catherine has said anything positive or had Megan's back. Yes, I think that that was like a, a thing too that they discussed about how how intimate the family actually is with the tabloids, mm-hmm. right? And how like they do holiday parties in the in the, the Buckingham Palace, and how you know what they described it as. You know, we 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 treat you good, you treat us good. Right. Kind of like that exchange of we let y'all do shit like have holiday parties at the palace and y'all write good publications. So obviously, I feel like it was the family, members of the family that sold that story to tabloids because, you know, the reason as to why Megan or Kat, Catherine cried was valid because they said it was about um, over a bridesmaid's dress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they just got the, the, you know, the name switched up, yep. you know, but it's just like, so how would they even know that the full story, that detail of like, it was over the bridesmaid's dress yep. over this issue, the wedding, how would they know that detail? If not someone from the palace, okay. Someone from the family told leaked, the, it. leaked it. I don't know, man. I, I you know, I'm, I'm not feeling Kate. I know Kate. I never and, liked her. She, she has this, I don't know, what's her husband's name? William. William. They both came out to say, like, the, the royal family is not racist at all. I don't believe it. <laughs> you know, I, here, here, it was a couple of standout points for me. Um, Harry's relationship with William was also a standout yeah. for me. The fact that, you know, I like how Harry moved because I like that Harry tried to stay solid. He tried, you know, he, he, he kept he real. It, but, you know, Oprah the GOAT, so she came back. Uh-huh. That shit cracked me up. Oprah, three, <laughs> three questions later, Oprah was like, so, so Harry... I asked you where you are with your brother, and you told me you will always love him and this, but I'm asking you where you are today. (laughs) You better ask that question, Oprah. And, you know, it makes me feel that um, having brothers, I will say that, like, it it, it is a conflict for men with wives, you know, because part of me really wants to be like, damn, William, you know, I knew that you was balding and you were turning evil. But a big part of me really thinks the issue is Kate. Hmm. Mm, you know, okay. even, I mean, Megan's like, oh, yeah, we're cool, whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like there is a, a dynamic between Prince Charles, Prince William, and Kate that they kind of were at the core of a lot of this turmoil. And probably, like, those other members that we have no idea. Like, even if they dropped their name, we wouldn't even know who they are. I feel like with Kate, I feel like jealousy might play a big role. For sure. It wasn't as big as a fanfare when Kate was married. Exactly. I feel like jealousy might play a big role. You know, I would say, because, you know, Kate also did, you know, face something slander in the media when she first um, became... Um, got married into the family because you know they talk about how you're like was she a model or something and they're like well, it was one runway mm. thing she did years ago and they're talking about it yeah. I don't know if you remember and stuff yeah, like that yeah. I mean the British you know, press is just yeah, they're pretty anal. brutal you know so I feel like yeah she went through her stuff obviously it's not to this level yes. okay which Megan definitely did talk about like you know because Megan did say that you know one thing she realized is, like, you know, you think about the royal family. It's one thing, the perception is, you know, about what you think. And, like, oh, my God, royalty, happy ever after. Exactly. But it's different when you actually do live it because mm-hmm. it's a whole different story. So I do think that Kate did, she probably did went through some stuff, you yeah, know. And I feel sure. like she had to, maybe it changed her into something more negative. Where it's like, you know what, I'm going to become a wolf, too. 
You know, like I've been a victim for a while. Now it was your turn. Maybe Hell she, no, you she, she a wolf now. Because Megan did say that the wolf. Like of she Buckingham. said that you know. There are times that she want to go out with her friends, and, and they would be like, you know, just stay low for a minute because you're a little bit hot right now. You be, you're a little bit everywhere. And she's like, how am I everywhere where I've, when I've actually been nowhere? Nowhere. She said, I've, you know, there are times that she's only gone out twice in two months. That's a long time. That is a in long sixty time. days that you only go out two times and you stuck in the palace. And you know, she said, obviously, Prince Har- um, Harry. There are times that he has to go, whether it's some mm. work or whatever the case may be. And she's literally alone at night. Alone in the house with people who do not care about her. I just, I also found it very um, troubling how they 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 took away the boy's birthright title. I did. I, that was the most baffling part to me that they changed the rules so that he would not be a prince, and that that is it because he's. Smart and have some blackness, or because they left their. It's because of blackness. This, this is it part. Was because this right, is part of what skin. led them to leave. Yeah, it was this this sort of treatment because why? Well, so this is what happened too. Um, and this kind of how Tyler Perry come into it, which is so crazy. Um, they ended up leaving because everything was going crazy, and they were in Canada at the time. Mm-hmm. They said that they wanted to stay in a Commonwealth country. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were in Canada. And this was the beginning of quarantine. So the country was about to shut down. And the queen, the kingdom, I don't want to say the queen, the kingdom, the Mm -hmm. palace, said, all right, that's cool, y'all in Canada, but we're going to get our security back. So they took their security. Right. So Harry says um, in the interview, Harry's like, what shocked me the most is that they took my security. Because, you know... I, it's, it's, I'm a, I was born into it. You right. know what I mean? Like, the, the threat, I was inherited the threat. Mm-hmm. It's one thing for y'all to take Megan's personal security. Yep. But y'all took mine, because I was born into this. Like, yep. I am Prince Harry. And for y'all to just not give a fuck that I'm Prince Harry and me and my wife are just out here. So, you know, he said that basically because they left them with no security, nothing, and had just been announced exactly where they were, they had to find somewhere to go. Um, so Tyler Perry, of all people, gave them a home in L.A. Let with security. his mansion mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, black man, thank you for helping them. But, yeah, you're right. It's like their son was denied a royal title even before he was born, and they said it's possibly because of the color of his skin. Man, that is, that is pretty heavy. That, that is quite sad. I don't know. I think that, you know, I, I was disappointed to hear a lot of um, how a lot of American press covered it mm-hmm. um, because I feel like there was a lot of, well, I would say black American press, not okay, the CNNs, not the stuff. And I listened to a lot of um, some of those blogs or whatever or podcasts or radio shows. A lot of people were like, I don't care. Why is this news? Why should we care? What's mm-hmm. this, you know? They tried to trivialize it. Right. As if, like, this that British shit. Number one, I want to say that people got to really start being more worldly mm-hmm. because that's world news. Yeah. Like, this is this is the British monarchy. Like, yeah. it's world news. And it's, like, it's almost so one-dimensional. Like, do y'all not think that every time Donald Trump was on his bullshit that shit was not on every country. Oh, yeah, every, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do y'all really think that only American news becomes world news and not other countries' news can be American news? Yes. You know? And my second point is, like, I also saw a lot of people on social media kind of discrediting Megan's blackness. I'm tired And of that. saying that, like, you know, um, she half black or she, you know, or I don't know what kind of black they want her to be. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand how... 
you know, we're having conversations about Kamala's blackness. We're having conversations about Megan's blackness. But we didn't have that conversation about Obama's blackness. Ooh. It wasn't the same conversation. Yeah. And, you know, furthermore, this race issue, whether she is half black or whatever, I feel like it's damn near the beginning of us trying to really tackle racism. Mm -hmm. It is literally us trying to burst into the colonialism that is England. Like, Because England is the the top dog. Somebody on Twitter said, when your country is is the reason behind 63 countries' independence days, then you're the problem. I said, damn. Even Nigeria independence. That's true, because it's like literally all these countries that be celebrating independence day is independence from whom? From them. From them. That's what I'm saying. So it's very much like, you know, we have to make this a world issue because if we as black people want to advance as a people we got to understand that this race shit this racism it's a global, it's a global it's a, issue it's a global disease. It's, it is a global <laughs> disease and if there's no way that if that she could win an, a, a a movement about changing the the british monarchy to what it really should be it really mm-hmm. should be a black mm-hmm. family in there if you really want to talk about it and for us to act like we don't care that's wild yeah um but you know that's also the thing with americans too just yeah, think, you know, whether it's black, white, Americans, Americans have this air of like, we're arrogance. better, arrogant, and, you know, our culture is just our culture, like, fuck other cultures, yeah. you know, whether it's something that is affecting everywhere globally, hence COVID, you know, how it's being treated, uh, you know, but... Uh, Anyway, that interview was quite deep. Oprah did a good job. I'm happy that Oprah sold that interview for seven million. She milli. did. Oh, really? Seven million. Um, but Megan did, you know, made, clarify that they didn't get paid for the interview. Uh, yes. And you know, Oprah, you know, they actually did say that Oprah had approached her years ago to want to do an interview with her. Oh, that's and crazy. Megan was like, you know, it's just not the right time. It's not the right moment. Not right now. And the right time and moment came. Period. Um, and I just really do wish them the best. I wish them a happy, successful long life and that i pray that more shame <laughs> comes to the royal family and, and they're having exposed. a girl in july i know so so happy for them they they deserve like that's that's love you yes. know that's love anyway uh let's go into our next segment <laughs> so i care for the culture is dr shola Mo okay. Mm. That's a deep, that's a deep year. Right, name. I was gonna say that. <laughs> so she is a political and women's rights activist. She taught intersectional feminism to female refugees and asylum um, seekers. She is also a spokesperson, a commentator um, regarding racism, um, gender, women's rights, and she's also one of the main people who you do see. And UK's news regarding this royal family and this scandal of uh, Meghan and Harry. And she's the care for the culture because she speaks up. She Mm -hmm. spoke up against Pierce Morgan. Mm. She speaks up against the royal family. Um, One thing that she did say is that, you know, with Pierce Morgan, he was saying, you know, don't speak out against um, the queen don't speak about speak out against the royal family. You know, you know, you can't touch them. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like royalty or not, if they're doing wrong, let's let let's call them out on it. The same way you want us to call them out if they're doing something right and praise them, it's the same way um, we need to call them out. And how um, many people like Pierce Morgan, how there's so much in denial that the tabloids and the scandal against Meghan is literally because she's black. 
there is no other reason. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, there's some oh sex scandal or she was a porn star or she did this. It's all this really does boil down to her being black. Um, so she is care for the culture because she is protecting the culture. You know what I'm saying? She is highlighting the, the culture. Period. She is preserving the culture. And she's advocating for the culture. Okay. Okay. And do you want to play a clip by her? Quick little clippy clip. Okay. I, I just, your every rant you've just given the last hour. It's honestly, you're such a liar and a disgrace. Yeah, you're about to you do the same thing. I'm giving you the platform. You talk about the you interview. You trash me every Mr. time you Cumbridge. come on. You trash me, me every finish. time you come on, which is Let exactly the finish. thing you accuse me of doing. Let me if you've got finish. something to say about the interview, Let say Let me finish. You bring out coverage about Meghan and Harry on their wedding day and the engagement but conveniently forget to show the coverage before they got engaged, between the engagement and the marriage. I'm sorry, you conveniently forget that Prince Harry in November 2016 talked about the racist undertones of the media. You conveniently forget all of that to paint this picture that all was rosy and hunky-dory. Nonsense. And then you were lording over the Queen. Listen, by all means, let's applaud the Queen when she does something right. But when she does something wrong, we need to call her out. What did she do what? wrong? Okay, yes. and please let's not forget she is Nigerian. Okay? Nigeria is, never carry lies. She is a strong Yoruba woman. All right, and each I just love that each time like they say her whole name like Doctor Shola Most Shogba Shogba Mimu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, big ups to her. She is the care for the culture. <laughs> I be messing my cues. I'm sorry, y'all. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, what else do we have before we do end the episode? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think we have a quote. Yes, we do have a quote. <clears throat> Whatever you're enduring or about to endure is going to be worth it in the end. Do not turn back or give up on this just because the process is difficult. You're right here because you're meant to conquer this. The same way you have conquered so many other challenges. You can do this and you have what it takes. It will be tough, but your reward is waiting for you. So this ep- that is from this episode's sponsor, Efra Obusu. Her new book, The Lights Within. It is a collection of gentle reminders and affirmation, which can be found on Amazon. And also to put it out there, if you would like to sponsor an episode or if you'd also like to have your business advertised, please DM us on our social media platforms, Cross Edge Cultural Podcast on Instagram. And also you can find us personally at Erica Mona, E-R-I-K-A-M-O-N-A-A. And at Damn I'm Fine, at D-A-M underscore I'm Fine. This is Cross Cultured. Change today, the liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a role that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you, I'm only you. 
Yeah, I got one Virgil, got one in that dance, the only two, man. How many times have I shown and proved, man? How many nights I've been woke, swerving the potholes, not trying to fuck up the wheels on the road, okay? Funny how life goes, he thought he was sick, now we wiping his nose, okay? Soon as you give him your soul, you blow up and they say you're selling your soul, okay? They want my life exposed, they want to know about the highs and lows. Well, summer all I did was rest, okay? And New Year's all I did was stretch, okay? And Valentine's Day I had sex, okay? We'll see what's about to happen next, okay? Okay? Okay, we'll see what's about to happen next, okay? Okay? Okay, we'll see what's about to happen.